Fara at Manifesta. Collateral events. For the final day of Fara's Manifesta communal breakfast conversations, we spoke to Maria Teresa Sotaro, curator and director of Triad, a charitable organisation whose stated aim is to develop and support artistic practices globally by commissioning and staging new projects with upcoming artists addressing today's most important social, political and cultural issues. For Manifesta, Triad has organised an exhibition of Aina Amir's work, Enough About You, which runs until November 2018. Okay, so I'm Maria Teresa Setaro. It's a bit difficult to define myself in terms of rules. Um, I manage Triad. I'm one of the director and a trustee. Mm. Triad is a not-for-profit and a, a registered charity in the UK. Mm. Uh, I'm also part of the curatorial board. So in a way, I'm a manager and a curator. Uh, that at times is uh, quite weird, um, but um, I have myself two different uh, li lives, let's say, and I come from a previous life uh, where I work um, with a very high, high level uh, managing consulting companies mm. in Italy and in the United States. Mm. And then uh, I came across art in a more professional way, which was always my passion. And um, so at a certain point, I decided that uh, art was my, my, my passion, but I also wanted to, to make it uh, as, a, as my job. Mm. So I took my master's in uh, contemporary fine arts. Yeah. Uh, at Sotheby's Institute in London. Yeah. And I was there at the beginning as a director of a gallery. Mm. of a small emerging uh, gallery, yeah. uh, a startup project, yeah. which combined my previous experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. I worked a lot in startups, yeah. and it's something that fascinated me because it's the, you know, the beginning of a process is so fresh and so informal, and it's exciting, it's like a sort of avant-garde. Um, and then, I founded with other uh, partners uh, Triad. Yeah. When was that? It was 2012. 12, yeah. So yeah. that's already some, quite some years of experience. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And so we invited, um, let's say, young, quite young mid-career curators to join the board, all international. We have curator and we had curator because it's an, on a rollover base or on base. Um, we have curator from uh, India, from Egypt, from Israel, from the United States, from the UK, from South America. And the aim of Triad is to support uh, artists internationally and to, to help them to develop their practice mm -hmm. and their international exposure. Mm. So the curator we wanted to join Triad uh, 
where and are people, mm, let's say, young-minded, mm. uh, open to the new, mm. um, open to any sort of medium, mm. that we don't want to squeeze art in any specific environment. So at times we have large exhibitions like Enough About You, that mm. is the performance by Anna Tamir that we present at the collateral events of Manifesta 12, yeah. that requires a very large space. Yeah. And also a space that is structurally and architecturally made in a certain way. Other times we have uh, more intimate exhibitions that are you know, that may just require a small space. Yeah. So we don't want to squeeze or, or stretch art for a specific space. We want to find every time the space that is more, um, that is the proper one for mm. what we exhibit and also what, what the artist feels. Yeah. So as a platform, you provide space, but in a way that always adapts to a specific situation yeah. or project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We study. Basically, we we try to develop uh, new projects almost every every time. Mm -hmm. So we support the artist in the uh, conceptual de definition of the of the project and also in the physical development of the project and in in the exhibition of this in the more appropriate um, venues, but also in terms of um, the more appropriate institutions. Mm. Uh, as, I, as I said already, we like to partner with other institutions. Mm. And this is for many reasons. First of all, uh, because we want to give the artists more opportunity than not only um, being exhibited by Triad, we are a small organization, we are not super famous and popular. Or, but So we, we try to give the artists also the access to bigger, bigger institutions and yeah. more established institutions. So we have been partnering with uh, art fairs mm -hmm. like Art Basel or a museum like the Museum Maxi in Rome. Mm -hmm. uh, the Venice Biennale, the Biennale, of course, here, Manifesta. Yeah. And, uh, and also private galleries. Yeah. Because we try also to help our artists to find a representation. I can imagine when you work across such a large field of the art world, it's also, um, um, I get the impression that you work both with like being a non-profit organization, but then also working with uh, large fairs like Art Basel, for instance, there's way more financial pillars behind a project like that or a fair like that than. Well, the thing is that we work with the institution that mainly support us, mm -hmm. and they, for instance, provide us a space pro bono. Yeah. Like in the case of uh, Manifesta, now we have been offered of a, of a space of the support of the No Mafia Memorial. Mm -hmm. which is a new museum that is about to open by the end of this year. Yeah. And uh, basically they, they gave us the venue pro bono. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the same uh, for the fairs. Yeah. We cannot afford to pay. And also it's not in our philosophy. 
because we're not a commercial gallery. Mm. Mm. And um, yeah, and, and also when we partner with galleries, normally is the gallery that uh, offers offers us the space. Mm. So this is this is in a way uh, a way of exchange. Yeah. So we we give them the the curatorial support. Yeah. And most of the time, they give us the space. Yeah. I suppose there's like, um, I mean, I was going to ask about the sort of ge geographical, because obviously it's a spatial um, concern, um, what, what, you, what you're doing, finding space and, and sort of adapting the choice of space to the art that's in question. But also there's a geographical m move between different urban contexts, I suppose, and also perhaps less urban. But um, I'm wondering, like, uh, how does the art that you're working with, the curators, how do they adapt you know, to these contexts differently? Um, well, uh, let's say, first of all, the curators, they, they, work, uh, they work mostly in remote because we have, um, we have meetings, of course, they are in different places. And normally, there is, there is a curator that is more local to where we decide to exhibit. And, uh, and, and time by time is the person that more actively and more uh, physically contribute to the, to the exhibition. Um, also, this is something that starts at the very beginning when we start analyzing an artist and the need for this artist to be, uh, to be seen somewhere. Mm. So the first choice is where to part where to exhibit this this artist mm -hmm. and then uh, all the rest comes comes along yeah so i guess there's also quite a, a large communication aspect to it which you like triad also caretakes so when you invite an artist mm -hmm. it's space that generates a moment for meeting an audience but also then the whole communication absolutely. part of it yeah absolutely yeah um I think I read somewhere, but that you also have quite an um, a focus on inviting or working with artists or curators from different geographical contexts as well in order to present a diverse program. Yeah. yeah. How do do you, do you experience a big difference when working with uh, like depending on the different geographical contexts that you work well both within but also. Uh, also in regards of, the, of um, the means that people have from those contexts? I think what it varies is more the modality, probably. Mm -hmm. And in fact, just to give you an example, um, the first project uh, that Triad um, produced uh, was an exhibition in Miami in, uh, in a space donated by the design district during our Basel. Mm -hmm. And this was a project of Sumakshi Singh. She's an Indian artist. Mm -hmm. And at that time, considering the... I think what is important is, is to understand, uh, I think you're, you're totally right, the practice of the artist also contextualize in the, the regional identity of an artist. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, to to make possible for the arts to be to be a transversal and universal language. 
So this is a little bit the work that uh, I think the, the biggest European institution in performance. Mm -hmm. But then did it take? Because actually, because what I wanted to to uh, yeah also ask about was that then this is also an example then of, I guess of of um, of a, sp a specific artwork which you then have you experienced a difference in then installing it now here in Palamo or having to install because it's in October of course that it would yeah, be on yeah, display. But, uh, yeah, but as, as you said we, we represented the, the performance in Miami, yeah. in London, yeah. in Rome yeah. and this is the fourth uh, exhibition and, and every time even I didn't experience yet this actual time yeah. but every time it, it resulted in different uh, outcomes. Yeah, I can imagine. Especially also because it's a quite, uh, um, how do you say, like a well, active like, work as well. Like it demands. Is is first of all participatory, yeah. and is activated by the public. Yeah. And the artists like to, in our contemporary uh, time where everything is accessible and everything is shared on the social media has in fact a quite big difficulty to interrelate and to communicate with other people mm. in person, like in Rio. Mm. So this, this exhibition that in a way forces people to share a little space, like a square meter with a, with a distance that is really limited, is really <laughs> breaking. Right. Oh, that was a bit. <laughs> Nature. We did that. not have that happen before. <laughs> just for listeners, a pigeon just flew into the, uh, into the <laughs> room yeah. and out again right away. Yeah. So I, I believe what is magic is that, uh, well, I experienced the performance myself a few times in mm -hmm. the boxes, of course, as a spectator many times, but I also wanted to, 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 to experience it in the boxes. And in a way, you know, I knew already everything about the conversation, about what was coming up, but nevertheless, each time was a unique experience. And I have to say, even if, you know, the front of the box is a glass and you perfectly know that you, you have been seen from the spectators, there is a moment in which you are so much into the conversation. Of course, it can happen at times more and at times less. But there are times when you are so much in a wooden chair with a complete stranger in a 10 minutes time. And then, and then the like, platform of Triad takes the role of providing space and communicating it and, and creating yeah, but also was slightly changed um, the conversation inside the boxes, so it was refined and was, in a, in a way, every edition is, uh, is part of, um, is a sort of a, a nomadic project and also an, in an ongoing development. Mm. Yeah. So I would say that each version is slightly different from the other, so we we uh, we think that we are also curatorially supporting the artist to develop her vision and a um, way of using this performance to... The reasoning why Palermo was chosen, but um, I'm, I'm curious to know what do you think it is about 
um, Manifesto 12 that brought you here, mm -hmm. I suppose? Mm -hmm. Well, there are many reasons that, that coincide. Mm. So I would say <clears throat> definitely because Manifesta is, um, is a Biennale which has a quite interesting model that other Biennale they, they don't have. Mm -hmm. and is, uh, is the aim they have to interact with the local communities, which is also one of the main uh, goal of Triad. And because, because our aim is to interact with the local community, but also of the regional integration, we thought this is a place where we want to go and experience and, and get to know the community, we will also we will also have uh, some artist talk when when Einat will be here, yes. some panel discussions, and probably also some workshops. Yeah. First of all, she will be here a week before the starting of the performance, and she will uh, she will uh, form some students of the local uh, art schools and academies. Mm. Uh, that then will be part of the performance. Mm. So will be the guide facilitating the performance for the public. Mm. So this is also something that is very important for us and for this performance to involve the local community in terms of young artists or young curators to, to participate mm. and to give their contribution. Yeah. So this, this definitely was, I mean, Manifesta for us was interesting also because probably less, I don't know if this is the correct uh, definition, but less structured and also more experimental and also challenging their own, uh, their own aims through choosing very unusual venues. It's incredibly beautiful to see how they managed to open any sort of place that uh, normally is quite hidden to the to the tourist, to the normal visitor, or to anyone. So we, we accessed, accessed yesterday to amazing palazzi and what I was mentioning before, the Archivio di Stato, yeah. that is an incredible venue. Uh, it feels like being in, in, in a movie, like Il Nome della Rosa, or, or things like this, uh, because uh, it's something that is totally hidden from the public view. And I, think, uh, and I think this is a great merit of Manifesta, having been able to open to the public for art purposes, uh, something that is so related to the, to the community, to the local culture. It's also, I think it's also a, a very interesting way of experiencing a city, having to exploratory tourist track. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a, and it's... A, I think it's, uh, it's in a way a big luxury for the arts to be exhibited in, in parallel to this, with these amazing venues. Mm -hmm. And in a way it's also, I believe, giving, giving to art a real political meaning mm -hmm. because relating to the, the, the topic that are very typical of this city, that is also the public administration, uh, even, the, even the topic of mafia, if mm -hmm. I can introduce this, and mm -hmm. being us hosted to, uh, from the information about what has been mafia 
in this country and in this city since probably the 13th or 14th century. Uh, and in a way, been exhibiting enough about you in this location, it's, it's absolutely feeling connected to, to the politics of the city. Mm. Not only the aesthetics, but also the ethics and the, and the politics, and, and for us is incredibly important because I personally believe that uh, finally nowadays arts is again a political tool how do you actually with Triad approach new projects? How are you being, how is your network developed or taking form? Yeah, that's, that's something that uh, we invested a, a lot upon. I can imagine. Because for us, uh, traveling in different venues always, it always means to meet with local people, local mm. institution. I've been traveling everywhere, like uh, even... I remember in Bangkok uh, arriving very uh, unplanned and and uh, and looking for the local art center mm. and and asking for a meeting. Wanted to know these people and getting very surprised because they were all super young people, uh, super energetic and with a lot of ideas. And at times is is regretful the fact that we don't have enough resources to develop proper like large-scale program and this is a little bit frustrating mm. and, and in fact now one of my main activity is to look for permanent uh, uh, sponsors yeah. that could, uh, could provide funds <coughs> for Triad on a regular basis. Yeah. So with our little resources we have been trying to demonstrate what we can produce and what we can offer as a link between arts and the communities mm. and on an international level. But now we need, uh, we need a step further to yeah. implement our programming in a more continuous and, uh, and reliable way. Yeah, because I guess if you have more long-term sustainability, it also becomes possible to plan a longer time ahead yeah. in the future. Yeah. And it's, it's a benefit for, for everyone because, of course, at the moment we have to rely on a lot of uh, uh, volunteer, volunteer type of work. Mm. And, and you know that, of course, volunteer type of work is on and off. And uh, so maybe we, we find amazing professionals and we cannot work with them on a regular basis, mm. which is really frustrating and we cannot offer to our artists the best possibilities. Um, at the same time, I think when I founded Triad, I, it was very clear to me that even being a not-for-profit, we need to have an efficient economic model. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that for, even for a, for a charity, for a not-for-profit, it's important to develop something that can bring back resources into the organization. and and in the medium long term uh, give the, the organization the opportunity of being self-sufficient. So what is that model for Triad? Well, the thing is that we are also for our um, uh, regulation as a charity, mm. we can provide any sort of uh, services, like mm. we can uh, work basically also as uh, 
art advisors. Yeah. We can uh, curate collections, so we can sell artworks. Yeah. So and 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 I think uh, you know a few years ago maybe there was the thinking that a charity wouldn't be involved into the commercial part of diffusing art, mm -hmm. while I believe that instead, nowadays is more ethic that even a not-for-profit organization is able to develop some, some profit that they, of course, get reinvested in, in the organization itself. Yeah. It's a matter of being uh, more ethical and uh, in the use of the common resources. Fanfara Tete is a Fanfara production hosted by me, Charlie Clamos, and Freya Keir. You can follow us by subscribing on the podcast app.